We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Report for Week 9, otherwise known as the week I face Joe Mixon in every single league. How's it going, Hassan? Yeah, man, it's going pretty well, but you know the Arizona Cardinals aren't doing pretty well because someone just tagged me in a tweet that said, if you can't get your offense to be disciplined and execute simple plays, then why are you here? Hashtag Red Sea, <laughs> hashtag Fire Cliff, at AZ Cardinals, at HRR5010, which you can follow me at on Twitter. And there's a whole bunch of people in my mentions right now just yelling at me. Lol, already blew three games, having a 17-point <laughs> lead and also dropping Max Cosby into coverage. You ain't lying, looking like a scrub, 100. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Uh, that is that is what is happening. Um, so if you guys are enjoying, enjoying, enjoy my pain because my, my mentions are lit up like a Christmas tree right now. And I, you know what? I don't even blame these guys. I don't even blame these guys. Like, how, how, how can you not be mad? You're losing to the Seattle Seahawks, who, you know, albeit look better than, the, than they are, um, but you're getting absolutely destroyed. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 26 carries, 109 yards, two scores. Uh, Noah Fant has gone, you know, for, on a part-time role in six targets. He's got five of five of his targets for 96 yards and no scores. Um, Rondell Moore is like the leading receiver right now for the Cardinals. Eight catches, 69 yards on 10 targets. Um, Blair, man, let's just talk about the disaster that's my mentions right now because the <laughs> Arizona Cardinals fans are mad and they're not having it. Yeah, they should be mad. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you what you do if you're a Cardinals fan. Um, <clears throat> it's time for Cliff to go, right? And we've we've been we've been on this for like three years now, but yeah, it really it really is time for Cliff to go. Uh, I mean, it's 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 never. I mean, it's just a real massive bummer. Um, uh, he's just so so bad at this, man. Like, uh, it's a very uninspired offense, and it's just. I, I I really can't like people get so blinded with rage, they tag me in their anger tweets and not at Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> well, he won't listen, but you might. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm 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 listening to the I'm listening to the people. Um, on the bright side, it only took them forever to figure out how to use Rondell Moore, but in the in the process, they don't. 
it seems that they can only have one functional wide receiver at a time, right? That's right. I mean, Hopkins got the touchdown, and then after after that, did basically oh. nothing. So, oh, I'm 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 seeing the issue. Five James Conner targets, caught all five for 19 yards. All right. All right. <laughs> the despair raid is back. Despair raid. I mean, on the other side of this, we definitely should talk about Kenneth Walker. I don't know. He's up to 109 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Um, he also has uh, three catches for 20 yards. He's, uh, I mean, he was number one in Sean's zero running back countdown. I think if, if you're rolling out zero running back teams and didn't have Kenneth Walker, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, and I kind of regret that we didn't go harder on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, um, just just to give you an idea, like I play in a league right now where where I've got just sort of I'm facing Joe Mixon and Devonta Adams and Cordero Patterson and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> just a disaster top to bottom, right? And and, and uh, I'm gonna lose just barely. Because both my running backs are Kenneth Walker and 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 Travis Etienne, who both went off. It's it's a bit of a shame, uh, just because I had I literally matched up with any other team this week, any other team, I would have I would have absolutely mopped the floor with them. Yeah, yeah, it feels like that week for me too. I already mentioned facing Joe Mixon in like a, an unbelievable amount of leagues. Like it's so weird that my opponents in every league had him this week. Yeah, it's it, it just. Um... <laughs> um, I am facing one team that, well, in a home league, the guy was apparently not paying attention. He started Mac Jones over Jalen Hurts. He started a kicker who's on a bye, and he's kicking my butt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, welcome to fantasy football. That's right. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, uh, I think I think Mixon might have single-handedly uh, beaten his season-long rushing touchdown prop there, like just today. Um, <laughs> like I think I think it really got him there. Uh, I think he had eight and a half actually, so I'm not too sure about his total rushing touchdowns. But I mean, it's 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 before we move to Mixon, I really did want to talk a little bit about Kenneth Walker. Um, mm-hmm. We talked a little bit with Sam just about like his receiving role. He got four targets today, and he got three of those for 20 yards. Like that's. Like we're starting to start to see Gino and company like trust him in the receiving game, you know? Yeah. And that in and of itself is huge just because we know he's got this explosive ability. He's been one of the top running back running backs in terms of breakaway run rate this season. And if you don't believe me, you can go look it up for yourself on on, on our tools. It's it's just he just sort of adds and continues to add to the myth or the legend that really that is Kenneth Walker, right? <laughs> and we, I guess, we were all so enamored by by Rashad Penny or like the prospect of Penny um, that we never really considered or we didn't really draft as much Kenneth. I didn't really draft as much Kenneth Walker as I would have liked. Um, yeah, I, I regret not buying the dip heavily in August. Is is how I put it. Right. I mean, I think there were legitimate concerns, not only about Penny's presence and how much work he would take, but also about how many. <clears throat> how many passes uh, Walker would actually end up even seeing because that wasn't something he did in college at all. No, no, it wasn't. But it, it doesn't mean he doesn't have that ability, right? 
Right. And that's oh, and those say the Cardinals did lose. That's that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Here's here, here's how they lose. Kyler Murray pass incomplete deep middle two. Guess who? Guess who? Not no more. No, Zach Ertz. <laughs> Zach Ertz. You're gonna lose on a on a on a on a long throw to Zach Ertz. Oh man. Like how Ertz. do you not anyway? Ertz had a touchdown in this game too as well, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. But again, the, the Seahawks tend to tend to give up a lot of points to the tight end position by design. Right. right. Um, and and Ertz barely gets there, man. Eight, you know, eight targets, five catches, forty yards, and a score. I mean, he's gonna end as a tight end one on the week because that's just how bad. Like, I mean, realistically, I like tight end. It's Kelsey, and now with Mark Andrews probably not playing, then it's sort of like everybody else. I don't know, maybe Greg Dulcich or something. Andrews it's is like, confirmed out, I think. Oh, he is confirmed out. Um, uh, it's a bit, yeah, it's just a bit of a disaster there. Um, right, Waller out today. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, I, I will say, we were very worried about Metcalf having a potential long-term like setback with that injury that he suffered a few weeks ago, but nothing like it doesn't seem all that bad. I don't know how yeah. he's out there catching touchdowns. I mean, like honestly, it actually says a lot more about Metcalf. And the fact that he's just this absolute Wolverine level freak of nature when it comes down to healing than it does about like us, um, because because we're justifiably you know concerned because like Mike Williams suffered like a, like a like an ankle issue and he's been out for some time. Metcalf they thought like ruptured his like tendon or like suffered a tendon issue and like he's out there li- literally out there the next game, um, you know, leading the team in receiving yards. Um, yeah, um, I mean. I guess it don't, it wasn't too serious, but definitely good to see him. He uh, led the team in targets too. Um, only thirty-seven yards on on five catches, but uh, still good to see him get that touchdown. Uh, I do want to ask about your thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins after this game because he's coming off two back-to-back games that dud games. Yeah, you don't really expect uh, to see him put these games up at his age after missing the first six games of the season and after, after the season he had last year, which, you know, looked like kind of a, an aging wide receiver in decline. So are, well, is well, well, like I, this more what we should expect? I think, I think I'm confusing him for somebody else. Give me a quick second. Cause I'm looking at his game log right now. And this is his first like true dud game. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Sorry. His last two games have been, have been absolutely really stellar, good. right? Yeah, like surprisingly yeah. good. Yeah, I I think that he's more of the surprisingly good type of guy than anything else, right? He's just really good. Yeah, I think he's still <laughs> going to be pretty good, right? Like, like I'm not too worried about like a. I, so here's the thing: if you're talking about this from a dynasty perspective, unfortunately, you're sort of stock holding, right? Like, like, like this is yeah. it. You just have to hold, and that's that, right? Like you're never gonna get the kind of return that you think you're gonna get. Like I don't think people are ever gonna give up a first for Nuke. Um, and you should you should have seen. Like I couldn't move, and, and this is no joke. I couldn't move Adam Thielen at the height of his popularity for a first. Yeah. Right. And that was across multiple leagues. I, I couldn't move Adams at the height of his popularity for like anything. What his actual value? Like people are drafting Adams in the first round. And then they're turning around and offering you like one future first round pick, right? And it's like, what? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, oh, like trading Devonte Adams for the possibility of like whiffing in your rookie draft 
and winding up with Jalen Rager, right? <laughs> like, like you, you know what I mean? Like, and like it's gonna like when you when you trade away these stud guys for picks, the other team gets very much better, and your pick becomes very much worse. Well, and, they get they get much better in the short term, I guess. Um, yeah, well, I but guess like, I'm wondering what would you accept for for new like, if you had Hopkins and you were trying to trade him. What's the like the lowest you'd accept in terms of picks? And Traylon Burks plus a first feels fine. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not giving that up for Hopkins if I. If I yeah, have, but, but yeah, but like you're, but like we philosophically are far more youth focused, right? Like if you're a team yeah. that's truly looking to shove your chips in, right? Like I think that that is is a possibility for you. So you wouldn't trade Hopkins for Burks straight up. No, because I think you can get more in exchange. And I don't think Burks is the guy who everyone hopes he will be, right? Um, yeah, I mean, so far, definitely it's been a disappointing that yeah. he's missed so much time, and that's never a good sign. And you, you kind of get these heel hairy vibes now, which is unfortunate. I don't, I don't think he really gives off in the heel hairy vibes. Like, he, because he's made plays in the preseason that's and true. when he's healthy, right? That's true. The heel Harry didn't make any kind of plays, but like, here he is out here. Balling for the Chicago Bears the other day, I don't know, but 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 we we we, we can get a Harry, but like realistically, the uh, when you look at a guy like Burks, like I can see why the Titans moved on from AJB, mm-hmm. but then on the flip side, look at what AJB has done for that team, right? Yeah. I mean, I like an absolute mensch, and like you can see kind of if you squint, maybe that'll happen for Burks, but I don't think it will, unfortunately, right? Like. Like the bar with AJB is just set so high. And I think this actually speaks a lot more to our fantasy community itself because I don't think the fantasy community itself understands truly, truly, like intuitively understands the gulf that exists between guys like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, and other dynasty wide receivers, right? Like for a long time, we saw a lot of, the Twitter commentators are like, like a lot of these other analysts, right? Like a lot of, and, and, and I use the word analyst generously. Like, like, I mean, these are guys with big followings, but realistically they got nothing to say type of guys. Like who, I mean, if you, if you follow them and like them, that's, that's fine. I, I personally have been found that reducing the amount of noise that I, that I take in to be much better for my process. Right. But, but, but that's, that's an aside. Like, I just wanted to like get this out because a lot of people were like out there saying, Oh, T Higgins is such a value. He's such a value. He's such a value. And it's like, he's not like, like not that much of a value at wide receiver nine or wide receiver eight or seven, where you have to take him compared to Jamar Chase who's going as wide receiver one. I mean, that offense without Jamar Chase is very constipated. Hmm. Like they just lack the ability to stretch the field. There's absolutely no speed. Um, Jamar Chase draws, he's pretty much doubled the entire game for, if you guys enjoy grinding, grinding the film, like he, he, he literally, when you, when you're playing Jamar Chase, you're not playing 11 on 11. You're playing, you're playing 11 on, 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 on 10 because like, cause like he will take away the other, like two, two, two cornerbacks half, like you just have to dedicate those resources to him. And even if you do, he's, he's going off on you. I mean, I mean, I mean, look at what, like, uh, and it's just kind of what Justin Jefferson did today. Like they went mm-hmm. away from Justin Jefferson for the longest part, and then they went right back to him. And I, I mean, yo, hang on here. Let me just pull it up. Thirteen targets, seven catches, one hundred and fifty yards, and a score. 
like like you know like, like these big playmakers so i just think that like trying to like so i guess the point here is that like we're probably not gonna like it's fun to talk about their upside but even from like a like it takes a very rare breed of player to get there and like you know with these guys like they stepped on the NFL field and like from the second they got on, they just sort of yeah. mashed. And and that's why I was thinking with, if you're moving not, like Hopkins, you want to extract as much possible value as you can, because you are taking a risk with Burks. And in the event Burks doesn't work out, you want to be, you want to be uh, insulated. And, and this is a good, and this is a very good question here by ML <laughs> constipated or concentrated. No, 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 no. Constipated. They they lack ability to stretch the field. I mean, you've got Mixon who's a bit of a plotter. You've got Higgins who's quite a plotter, <laughs> and you've got Boyd who's also not particularly fast. And you have Hayden Hurst. Like just like get it out there. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not getting it's it's you're just not getting the the field stretcher ability. Um, and it's and it's rare, right? Because because like guys like Jamar Chase don't come along very often. Um, so, so, so I do think that that when you're looking at someone like Nuke, like Nuke is another is another good example of this, wherein um, he was at his best when he had Will Fuller alongside him. You know what I mean? Mm. And so it's very frustrating watching Cliff and company be very slow to unleash the speed that's Rondale Moore, or why did they even trade for Robbie Anderson? Right. <laughs> so, so like, I, so I do think that like Nuke has a lot of like present present value right now especially for contender teams yeah um and and that's sort of where like to your point that's sort of where i was going with this yeah no that makes a lot of sense and i mean it's it's hard to remember when you see you know you have recent classes that have given us jefferson and jamar chase it's hard to remember that that is not the most likely outcome for uh um no people were drafting guys People were drafting uh, Jalen Rager ahead of ahead of uh, Justin Jefferson. Remember? Yep. Yeah, it was a bit of a tough scene there. I mean, like the Eagles did it, and like ninety nine percent of like dynasty managers did it, right? Yeah. Um, and and I think that that sort of comes. I mean, it's going to come in the territory. Like, I'll be honest. Like, pretty blunt. Like, we've all made like awful dynasty picks that we're just going to always regret. But like, that's where like. Um, I really don't like the idea of trying to like move future value, right? Like, like, um, like you'll never see me like, like I, I would like for a stud wide receiver. We, we've talked a little bit about this. Like, I'm just totally fine writing them into the oblivion because you're never <laughs> going to get the return that you need. Um, yeah. See, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you can like, obviously the most likely outcome is that any one of your picks is gonna not be a superstar. Um, but at the same time, you know, Hopkins has guaranteed his value to go to zero. And it's probably going to happen sooner yeah. than you think. So I want to, you know, get as much for that before it goes to zero and try and take some of these shots on guys who could be the next Jefferson and Chase. Even if it, you know, even if it ends up the pick I make is Jalen Rager. Still, if you take enough shots like that, eventually hopefully you hit on Jefferson. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I think that really comes down to like the concept of your team, right? Because I think, I think for back for, for any, for any one of you who, um, I think both Blair and I come at this from the same angle of if you're a team that is not a contender, 
you should be willing to take what you can get for these elite assets because it's easier to tear down and rebuild when you're trading away players people want versus just the garbage that no one wants right um i mean i mean uh although although to your point a guy who's a really good example of this whose value is pretty much it's instant instant death is uh, robert woods right yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's an, that's another thing. Like Woods, gets but, he, but he was Woods was I guess Woods is a bad a badish example because he was never as good as Nuke. That's true, but, but someone like like Michael Thomas. Yeah, is, Michael Thomas. I was just thinking about he was that. elite, and now he's been injured a while. And I mean, what could you get hey, for him now if you own? Him, dude, basically? dude, he's he's still elite. He just elite. He just elite is something that's completely different, which is like <laughs> like sucking. Like just taking at like cashing checks and not doing work, you know what? Like, like, like that guy is like our hero, right? That's like he's true. cashing, he's cashing ridiculous checks and just not, he's just not doing, like he's just not doing his job. <laughs> and it, 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 it fucking rules, he's man. Like you know it. what? It, it, it rules because like, I salute that man one hundred percent. I mean, I, I do feel bad because like Camaro was saying, if he was out there, he could be out there. But like it's just been three years of the poor guy being hurt and like um you know all these rumors but like yeah like, like like michael thomas like that's that right like yeah but i mean if you think about where his value was and just how quickly it fell off a cliff oh man it was right? gone it was like gone so you're always holding these old guys is a risk in itself that might yeah. even be worse than than you know a random first round pick yeah i mean i i I'll give you. I, I can't even trade Thielen for like a third. Like I think if the only way I'm getting him off my roster is by dropping him. Because because the you had to trade Thielen like three years ago, dude. I legitimately. I think I'll give you a good example of a trade that I tried like three and a half years ago, and it was Devonte Adams was Adam Thielen for Odell Beckham Jr. and that was rejected. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> good thing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But like sometimes, sometimes it's just like those moves that like never get made. Where and then Thielen went on to have that massive season. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, although, although if we are going to talk Thielen, I would like to talk about Hawkinson, uh, the newly over. Yeah, because yeah, like nine targets in his debut with with the Vikings, uh, nine catches for seventy yards, no scores though, and that is ridiculous. Like, do you think that this is like because of the price that they paid, the Vikings are actually going to use Hawkinson the way he should be? Um, it's looking good so far. I'm pretty optimistic. I mean, this wasn't too abnormal of a game from the Vikings in terms of like volume. Um, no. yeah, this, this offense is already pretty concentrated. I think if you see, uh, fewer targets for Osborne, even fewer for Thielen, you can see Jefferson and Hawkinson really being the, the central pieces of this. But we've talked, but like schematically, schematically and theme, like it, you can see Hawkinson replacing Thielen one to one. At least I can, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. like yeah. we've we, we've joked about this before on our channel, but like Thielen really occupies like a tight endish role in that in that like when he went off that one year was because they were using him like a tight end. They were lining him up against linebackers and then just sort of peppering him short and letting him roll up yeah kind of like how a travis kelsey is used without the mahomes right yeah and he's also and, used a lot near the end zone which is another thing. yeah you know right big body tight end down there now it's like a different story right? It, right it becomes very interesting because i mean like this trade was not on my radar at all when it came out i was like legitimately <laughs> right. shocked um but yeah like i am optimistic that something happens here for hawkinson like, like, I think Hawkinson, like, for lack of a better word, like, believers are go like, like, like Hawkinson believers are absolutely going to get bailed out this season because of this surprise blindside trade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, he had one big game with Detroit, but otherwise was pretty much not doing anything. Um, I mean, on the other hand, when you look at what Detroit did today, it seems like they could have used a Hawkinson, although they did get two. Two touchdowns from, I guess, one of them's now a starting tight end, James Mitchell. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> this was this was a tough game. Um, I guess the toughest game was if you're probably a Packers fan here because this definitely felt like like the funeral dirge. Yeah, right. Like, like I, I think this is this was it. Unfortunately, Romeo Dobbs, I believe, got hurt and was out. Yes, he um, was carted off with an ankle injury. Ah, oh, man, that is sad. Always bad when you see the cart come out. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's awful. Um, um, Christian Watson, did, did, did Watson manage to get through the game without getting hurt? Probably. Yeah. Uh, no. He is under evaluation for a concussion. Again? Oh, poor guy, man. That's the second one in a row back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's such that's such a shame. Um, poor. I mean, the poor guys have been battling bad health issues this whole time. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway from this is just sort of AJ Dillon might not be the guy who we think he is. Um, I can't tell if it's the offense or him because even Aaron Jones is struggling mightily, right? So right. Uh, I will warn everyone that is a hot take. Um, Sammy Watkins is the guy who we thought he is. Five targets, one catch, nine like nine yards. Jones um, also got hurt in this game, I think. Hurt his ankle. Oh wow! Oh, that but that might explain the, the AJ Dillon four targets. Um, right. I think I think I don't really have many notes from this except for the fact that this Green Bay offense is so far broken that it's not even funny. 
Uh, it's it's clear it's clear having Devonte Adams really really gave him life. Um, you think um, you think they should maybe start Jordan Love the rest of the way? They might actually have to have to right. I, I mean, mean, to be to, to be fair, I have zero interest in in starting Jordan Love at all. Um, I have zero interest in trading for him. I have zero yeah. interest in rostering him. I just don't want him. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just because there's better quarterbacks elsewhere. And I have no interest in this in this offense at at, at all. It's it's completely broken. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Game. I mean, we yeah. talk all the time about about uh, the Packers and what they should be doing in the draft. They finally take a wide receiver in the second round. Still I mean, not the first round, which they haven't no. done in I don't know, probably. That has been years. forever, man. It's been at least twenty years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate uh, that they all they can't get healthy even. Yeah, uh, let's actually talk about like some more fun stuff. Uh, the <laughs> game of the day was the Finns uh, taking on the Bears. Um, Dua keeps getting away with this, man. But I really want to talk to you about Justin Fields. 17, um, 17 of 28 for 123 yards and three scores. But really, his rushing line is what like is exciting. 15 carries, 178 yards and a score, including a long touchdown run for 61 yards. So like Justin Fields is probably the QB one from this class, right? And it... oh yeah, no question. Awesome. At this point, I mean, I guess uh, I guess Lawrence wasn't terrible today, but I mean, when you know when you can have a guy who can run this much, this well, and he's doing it through the air too. Like I mean, you know, 123 yards isn't great, but if you can throw touchdowns, if you can find Cole Komet for a couple touchdowns, then the rushing is is enough to get you to QB one status. Yeah, man. Like he's, he's been like the bears are truly all in on him, right? Like the, the fact that they traded, they traded for chase Claypool. He had six Mm -hmm. targets Two got two of those for 13 yards, but like bigger days are going to come for him. Cole Komet had like a, like this is the Cole Komet that people have been chasing for years. Like six targets, five catches, 41 yards and two scores. Darnell Mooney looked good today. Eight, Caught seven of his eight targets for for, for forty three yards and a score. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we were we've been saying it for a while. Like this was a fairly low flow offense. Uh, just the fact that Fields is there. This is going to sound so crazy and stupid to say, but they're actually catering the offense to his strengths and not <laughs> trying to and not trying to force him to be someone who's not. So it's actually working. Like it it only took them like two, like a year and a half to get here. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. Just absolutely mind-boggling. Um, yeah. Are you like, at all concerned? I mean, it's probably not a surprise considering the kind of game Fields plays. But are you concerned about Montgomery or Herbert that they're like not involved in the receiving game at all? Montgomery, yes, he had two targets today. Uh, Herbert, we already kind of know that he lives on efficiency, just because he is kind of the change of pace guy. So it is. I mean, like I'm not surprised to see this. Um, I am excited to see the fact that like Fields had 28 attempts. I mean, let me just quickly look at his game log this week. I believe that might be a season high for him. Yep, this is a season high in pass attempts, 28. Wow, yeah. Um, it's still not highly so. A couple of caveats we do know a lot of running back targets tend to come when teams lead, they didn't lead at all here. Um, so we know that they like so it makes sense that they're targeting their wideouts, right? 
Mm. Um, so I'll be interested to see what happens in the event that Chicago does lead. But that said, I don't know how optimistic I would be for the Chicago Bears to hold a lead this season, right? Um, <laughs> well, they're playing they, Detroit next week. Playing, so. Yeah, so so this is this is like their biggest and Atlanta their big, after that. Yeah, they got they got some good chances. Yeah, I think I think it's funny that neither of us are like, oh, the Jets, because like the Jets today pulled off a stunning upset of the Bills, right? Um, and and they did it without Brees Hall. I think my only note from this game that I have is, uh, well, one, Michael Carter looked really good on the ground, but James Robinson also looked pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, James Robinson looked better in the receiving game, but my only real note from this is that like Garrett Wilson's like a like a stone cold stud dude. Yeah, for sure. Nine targets, eight catches, 92 yards. Yeah. Um, if you were to redraft this this year's draft class, would you have him, Wilson, ahead of Burks in London now? I'd have – I mean, I was always – I was always Garrett Wilson over, like, over Burks, hmm. but not over London. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds stupid to say that because – but like I really don't have much of much of any of the three, um, I just because of the way the drafts fell for me, hmm. uh, and I wanted to try and diversify my exposure. So it would be like London one, and then like two A two B, right? Like it's just like you want to split your exposure because you don't know what you're getting. And I think back in dynasty draft season, I was still very much of the well. Elijah Moore is still there, and he's still very very good. Yeah. And guess what? He's still there, and he's still very, very good. Um, not, not this season. <laughs> yeah. A uh, bit of a shame, really, that he's running behind Denzel Mims with four targets. Was he active today? I don't even know, man. It's a, it's a real, it's a real shame didn't to have see any stats, but no, I don't think he was I even thought, active then. Uh, yeah, I thought he was. It's gonna just, be, but... it's just such a real shame because Elijah Moore is such an electric, electric talent. I don't know if he played any snaps. Yeah, uh, and obviously he's not going to get traded, so kind of a bummer for for his outlook. Um, what would you be? What would you be doing with more in Dynasty now if you won't have? If I don't have him, man. No, if you the, do. If you do, I mean, you just got to put him on your bench and then just <laughs> you got to ride it out until he's like either traded, cut, or he's like a free agent. I mean, until he finds a new team. Yeah. Um, the Jets have made it crystal clear that they're not going to move him just yet. Uh, maybe they'll move him in the draft if they're able to get something of, of value back. Like it's genuinely like I'm sure teams probably try to offer a second to the Jets, and I just don't think they were interested. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds crazy, right? But like <laughs> I'm, I'm still a big believer in Elijah Moore and his talent. It's just such a shame that that the that the situation has gone south there. Especially considering the fact that the the New York Jets are six and three, and they could—that's crazy to say—that they could legitimately utilize his talent, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Zach Wilson didn't particularly play. Again, he doesn't play these great games, but the Jets keep winning. This is probably more of a testament to the coaching staff than anything else. In the um, defense, right? In the defense, yeah. I saw like Sauce Gardner is pretty legit. Yeah. But you know, I don't play in any. IDP leagues. So I wanted to talk about the other guy who's particular who had a pretty okay showing today was Trevor Lawrence, completed 25 of 31 passes for 235 yards and a score. Christian Kirk did Christian Kirk things, cost eight of his nine targets for 76 yards and a score. 
But really, this like Travis Etienne stuff, 28 carries, 109 yards, two scores, uh, tacking on, catching both of his uh, targets for 17 yards and no scores. I mean, mm-hmm. this is it, man. Like Travis Etienne has arrived, and Trevor Lawrence is looking pretty good. He's also got some wheels, added uh, 53 yards on six carries. Yeah, Lawrence wasn't terrible in this game. Obviously, it's not, you know, not a great game, but uh, no, no, uh, he did lose a fumble, I think, but no interceptions. So, so yeah, that's good. Um, I would love to see ETN have more targets than this, but he's obviously great as a runner. So, I'm all, I'm, I'm here for that. I mean, this is a team that you could see. Well, they did trade for Calvin Ridley, who who knows what that is going to be. Well, the, it shows that they're definitely in on uh, – at least they want to give Lawrence a fair shot, right? Like, they've right. realized Zay Jones and Marvin Jones ain't it. Um, I believe this is a team that a lot of people are are mocking a first-round wide receiver to. But, of course, that might have been before the Ridley trade. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you would like to see – Lawrence get a lot more weapons. So I'm kind of hopeful that that happens. I mean, Kirk is good, but he's really the only. Uh, I, the yeah, only but then, receiver. but then, but then he gets Ridley next year, right? So like the Jags have like tacitly yeah. admitted, I mean, like they've just admitted that this years. is not their year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but on, on the flip side, you have a team in the, in the Raiders who now are two and six, oh, and five when they're playing away from home. Um, just, I, I mean, I don't even, like, this is a team that went all in with Devontae Adams, which was a bad trade in and of itself. <laughs> Gave him a massive contract. I mean, just just even at the time, it's very difficult to argue that this was a good trade just because we already knew who they were going to be up against, right? Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and then the hypothetical good, hypothetically good Broncos, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go out and they trade for this, like, 29-year-old wide receiver to help their quarterback who had a few big games early on and then Josh Jacobs had some big games and then everybody came out apologized for the Josh Jacobs hate and now Josh Jacobs has justified that hate by being an RB3 or worse in four of his seven games or whatever however many games he started he's actually very very um I mean I guess like his current like ADP cost like he was he was fine it's just it's fine where you got him yeah yeah he he's been an RB3 or worse in like I think five of his eight games and five of his eight starts. So uh, not great. Um, but again, when you, if you're taking him in the eighth round, that's fine. But like he's ADP, I think was like in the fourth round early on. Um, so he, not great. He probably was an RB2 this week. It doesn't really Oh yeah, but RB2. Well, this week especially, right? But like there's a very big difference between RB2 and then RB2. Week three right? as well. Well, yeah. So no, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't RB two in week three. You don't think so? With almost fifteen. PPR no, because I'm I, I'm looking at the player stat explorer and using that as a gauge, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's got some really high, high highs when he's yeah. when he's hitting. He's he's hitting pretty big. Um. Same goes you know. for Devonte Adams, right? Got ten yeah. out of seventeen targets, hundred and forty six yards, and two scores. Yeah, for sure. And um. I think this says like this was a really good win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where if you're a Jags fan, you can feel like pretty happy about this dub. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like they've suffered some pretty embarrassing losses. Um, most notably, thirteen six to the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, and they're gonna they're gonna get their clock cleaned uh, next next two weeks probably too, because they go to the Chiefs and then they host the Ravens. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's well, a, just a little that's difficult. Be tough. Yeah, but I mean, for for a fairly weak division, you can see that it's ripe for the taking for them, right? Yeah, right. I mean, they close out with Tennessee, Houston. They get tw- Tennessee twice, actually. Well, once is in Week 18, so. Yeah, but they, that, that I mean, the the wheels are really falling off of Indy. Yeah, they, they they're starting Sam Mellinger, um, <laughs> uh, who is terrible. I suffered a horrible beat today on his on his rushing yards. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, he had like one long scramble for 20 yards and that pretty much sunk it. But he was yeah. like, his total was 29 and a half. I'm going to go right back to that. Well, if, if it opens <laughs> up at that, at that like next week, but um, yeah, it looks like the Titans are their only really big uh, stumbling block mm. uh, who um, are just doing Titans things, man. Like, like um, but we can, we, we can talk about that when we get to the end. Um, I, I will say the, the chargers kind of force it to get away with this. Um, and and also the other people fortunate enough to get away with this are Austin Eckler guys because uh, Eckler fourteen carries forty seven yards and a score, nine targets seven catches twenty five yard twenty four yards and a score. I mean, um, like Austin Eckler is pretty much doing his twenty nineteen McCaffrey version right now with his no Keenan Allen. We've just have not, not yeah. seen him since that hammy injury. Mike yeah. Williams has that injury. The entire offense is running through a running back, which is a bad idea. Um, <laughs> As, as you can tell, Isaiah Spiller got out there today, though. He looked pretty okay. That's right. Yeah, he he wasn't terrible. He had 29 yards on the ground on seven carries. So uh, I think that's enough to, to uh, you know, to make the coaches say, hey, let's see a little bit more of this guy. So I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped about that. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm probably not. Well, we, we didn't really talk about him, but, like, Joe Mixon just like single-handedly crushed the Panthers' spines, right? Um, but I think the most <laughs> the most interesting part of this entire massacre was that PJ Walker probably lost his job for good. Um, yeah. completed, completed three of his ten passes for nine yards and two interceptions, and that was that. Yeah, uh, not good for not good for PJ Walker. Um, Baker Mayfield only attempted twenty passes, but he did throw two touchdowns, so. Maybe, yeah, in like the garbagest of garbage times. Yeah, right. And there's like literally nothing to take away from this game except for the Panthers really need to clean house. I know. I want to say, oh, look at this this line from Terrace Marshall. He's gonna he's gonna become a thing. But really, you can't even say that. You can, yeah, they were down 42 points by that yeah, point. At that yeah. point, um, yeah, I'm trying to just sort of, like there's not much. I mean, not much to really say in some of these other games. What are uh, you doing with DJ Moore if you are, are an owner? Crying. Can you start him? Yeah, you have to. I mean, you drafted him so highly. Like, like I'll give you a real hypothetical that you're gonna have to like really struggle with here. All right. Like, rest of the season, DeAndre Carter or DJ Moore? <laughs> DJ right. Moore. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. It's so definitely more, but yeah, but that's tough, especially but if these are the... and Williams are out. Are yeah, out but these are the these are the kind of mental gymnastics that you're gonna have to be doing. <laughs> looking through your lineups right um i mean i mean on on a week like this week there was just no hope right like where if you were if you were kind of caught out without a bunch of you guys then you're 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 in deep in a really deep deeply bad bad situation yeah um and especially the injuries pile up right like um yeah 
you know, like I don't think I've I've yet to like I don't know maybe it's because I've been a you know my my everyone who I've chosen to self-select follow on Twitter have been sharp about this, but like I haven't seen any of the usual oh wide receiver is so deep this year garbage bullshit tweets that come around like you know around this time every year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you like there's like there's like you get Halloween and you get the Christmas like like the like the holiday season and then you get a bunch of nitwits always saying wide receiver is <laughs> deep. Because you can start this rando, like fifth stringer, uh, like you know, in in your starting lineup, and I don't think that's been the case this year. Yeah, like like yeah. Like, like like Josh Palmer, fine, like ten targets, eight catches, one hundred six yards, right? But like, um, Bomber was being drafted in a few spots. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, part and of that, the problem with the wide receiver position is not only you know how how bad it is once you get into the uh once you get out of like the first five rounds of a draft but also the studs apart from justin jefferson have not been really really doing it this year i guess Diggs has been really yeah i mean he has but uh cup was pretty good today but yeah, yeah i mean he he's always good right but i mean with jamar chase hurt with uh some of the other early guys not playing so well um, I guess the last, I guess we can end on, on this last game here. Um, and just because I looked at our, our, our main event team and it's such a shame because we have ETN, we have Adams, we have Everett, we have Diggs. Um, somehow, somehow, right. At one point we were projected to score 175 points. We're not projected to score 137 points. Our mm-hmm. opponent somehow, well, he was projected to score 105. He's uh, projected to now score 131. Uh-oh. All because this one guy, Cade Otten, went off for 20.3 points. Yeah. He got five of his six targets for 68 yards and a score, and Tampa Bay won the game. Scotty Miller also got seven of his eight targets for 53 yards. Uh, both Evans and, and Godwin were somehow shut down. Um Leonard Fournette was also very heavily shut down, which is not a surprise <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, outgamed on the ground at least by Rashad White. So there is some good. There's signs of life for White, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, how many points did Tampa Bay end with? Sixteen. Um, yeah. Yeah. This. Uh, I don't know what. If you were someone who drafted Godwin or Evans or Fournette. I mean, uh, this is another question, like the DJ Moore one. Like, can you start Mike Evans? You just have to. He got hurt though, and he still came back out and played. But yeah, you yeah. just have to. I mean, I mean, like, what are you gonna like? Kudos to our main event opponent who started Kate Otten. <laughs> like, I no, like, uh, like, like, this team has run terribly, man. Like, like, we're we're currently sitting dead last. I, I, I'll tell everyone we're, we're sitting dead last at two and six. We're about eighty-ish points out from making it to the playoffs on points, but we've suffered four hard luck losses, right? Like by like two or less points, and uh, we've had some weeks where our team just completely dudded, and yeah. so we're not even like in the points mix. Like realistically, had we even won fifty percent of those, we would actually be in the thick of things, leading the charge for uh, a playoff spot. Yeah, and because everyone in this league is four and four somehow, like there's a whole bunch of four and fours, like one, five, and three, and that team's losing right now. Um, and so we're sitting on a very 
precarious position of making it to the playoffs and had our luck been a little bit better in terms of schedule, we would be pretty much in the thick of it. And I wouldn't be tilting stuff like, like Cade Otten, you yeah. know, but, but like, this has been our season, I think in the, in, in the main event. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there, but, uh, but like, I, I guess similar to make up an 80 point deficit. From- I, we were close to it today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but like, I guess Kate Otten becomes an interesting streaming name, especially for the rest of the season, kind of like sure. a Greg Dulcich guy, right? Like, he really shouldn't have been on waivers. Um, so if he is, you should be picking him up, I think, especially if you're going to need help at the tight end position. Yeah, he said, I mean, he had five targets in both of the two games before this one and seven targets in week five. So, I mean, they're using him a little bit and, you know, with how barren tight end is, you can't afford to pass up guys like this, even if they're only giving you, you know, I don't know, six points most games. But Yeah, I mean, you just can't. Um, I will say the other thing is, like, uh, I want uh, – is Cam Akers, five carries, three yards. <laughs> I mean, this is coming from a week after you're trying to practice, like, whatever was issues they were having, they patched up. But, like, this is it, right? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know, like you're getting out out gained by Malcolm Brown, man. Um, <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame that the, that the Rams just didn't let him go to a better better situation. Some of these teams just choose not to, and they yeah. destroy the value of their own players. Like there's just no way. Like like I think there must be enough bad blood to where I'm interested to see what happens going forward. Like I'm not going to say nothing's going to happen, but like yeah. I'm really really interested to see what happens this week, especially between these guys. Right. Um. Yeah. I think Kyron Williams had, I mean, there was talk of him being activated off IR this week and he ended up not being, you know, not being active. I think maybe there's a chance he'll be uh, in in the rotation soon. Um, Tough to say, but I mean, at this point, any, you know, any fresh face would be would be welcome and i don't even know if kyron williams or whatever whatever his name is is even good like i think i think <laughs> henderson is still their guy and he, i think they should keep going with him yeah i think that's probably right i mean he was you know he wasn't great but this, today, but yeah but this, this is what he does yeah i mean like i mean the, the whole the whole thing with like henderson is he gets you really good cost adjusted production because he always goes so so late <laughs> Yeah, although like you can't start a guy who's putting up five point six fantasy points. Just um, watch me. <laughs> yeah, uh, only he only had one target. Malcolm Brown had one target. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean that's like Allen, Ro- like better than Allen Robinson, right? I guess that's right. <laughs> well, Robinson had five targets. And what do you do with them? Four yards. So he actually did not score as many points as Darrell Henderson. There you Ugh. go. I guess targets aren't everything. Yeah. Take that, fantasy douche. Targets <laughs> are not the lifeblood to scoring if you're Allen Robinson. If you're Allen Robinson um, in 2022. Yeah. I, hope he's, I hope he heard that somewhere and laughed. <laughs> just because just because we have got so much evidence about how he was never going to bounce back. But Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Anything else we need to cover? Yeah, yeah, man. Let's 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 talk about happier things. Let's talk about sure. oh my god, this this week is so bleak in terms of matchups. Uh, I'm just excited to see Derrick Henry taking on like like the unstoppable force, meeting the very movable object as a Chiefs running run defense. <laughs> and uh, I'm also excited to see 
the Ravens finally just sort of limped their way into the bye. Like, uh, I think the Ravens are going to need this bye week to get healthy. I'm excited to see the Saints. Um, interested to see what they do with Olave. Like, Olave is probably going to feast on the secondary, man. Um, like yeah. I think that's what I'm excited about. Um, uh, I'm also really bummed because uh, I was a year too early on Devin DuVernay. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't run it back. I know. Yeah, he's going to be their whole, their entire offense on Monday. Um, um, yeah. What are you expecting from uh, Kadarius Tony? Is he going to play? Ooh, I forgot about him. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to play. I'm very interested to see what they do. Um, as someone, I'm not that up. Like, I, I don't know what to, what to make of it, right? Yeah. Like, like, what if it is an A-Rob situation where he really is not that good? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of signals, a lot of signs pointing to oh. him just not being very good. But yeah, also, I agree. also, I didn't necessarily think that Tyreek Hill was going to be good when he came into the league. I don't, yeah, but different. I'm not different, saying different. obviously they're not the same yeah. player, but we need. You no, know, it's Mahomes. Yeah, I know. Maybe we, he can we, make some magic happen. We need a massive juju game though to beat this other team and keep our playoff hopes alive. So um, right. that's what I'm going to root for. Yeah, definitely. Because juju juju was coming on before before he had to stop. So <laughs> that's right. He's actually back to back hundred yard games before yeah. they're by. So hopefully he can keep that going. Yeah, hundred yards and a touchdown in each of the last two games. Hell yeah! Now we're cooking with gas. All right, all right. Well, uh, that'll do it for the fantasy football report. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave us a rating and review, and we will talk at you later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.